0: Good morning, my friends, and welcome to this episode of Happiness After Codependency. I'm Marshall Berkshire, and I'm your guide, in coming back to knowing, loving, and being who you are, because that's how we heal codependency. All right, I'm excited to be with you guys this morning. I'm going to just adjust that. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about a question that came up in the community. It's basically around this idea of feeling two basic emotions, euphoria despair. We're going to to talk about why that's happening, what's going on in the background, and then some ways to approach this that can help us connect back to our emotional spectrum and learn how to sense into, uh, recognize, and uh, connect to the more subtle feelings that we have access to in our world. So I'm excited to be here and contribute that to your journey. Before we do that, I need to get this shared out to the community here real quick. So I'm gonna do that really, really fast here. So if you're looking for a community where you can find tools, support, and guidance in your journey out of codependency, come join us. The link is above on Facebook, below on YouTube, and it's on my front page at freetheself.com. And let's see, and then make sure you read the rules so you understand what's expected of you because the group runs a little differently than other groups. And so it will be a different experience initially. But uh, yeah, come join us, and let's give you you some shelter, support, and guidance in your own journey back to you. So I'm going to get one more thing clicked here, and we'll be ready to go. Okay, so again, good morning. It's nice to be here with you guys. So, do you feel two basic emotions, whether it's euphoria or despair? Well, if you do, you're normal. It's especially normal for <coughs> survivors of abuse to have a narrow spectrum experience of emotion. And there's a number of reasons why this is happening. First and foremost is capacity. We don't always have the space to acknowledge other emotions that are in our experience. Especially if we're dealing with a a relationship or system dynamic that's very intense. So if we are in a relationship where we're experiencing peaks that we call euphoria and then valleys we call despair and it's doing this over and over and over, so it looks like a seesaw, you know, like it's doing this around or looks like a jagged mountain range, that kind of thing. This creates an emotional polarization because what's happening here is we are experiencing very intense sensations at the peak and at the valley, but between this we're not really in tune with what's going on there, because most of the time between that euphoria and that despair is abuse and neglect and harm, and so we numb out to those things. Further, these are intense moments, these are intense experiences, and that intensity um, creates a sense of emotional numbness to more subtle feelings. It's a lot like, you know, if you've gone to the dentist, and you get your you get numbed up for some teeth, like a cavity work, you know, a filling or something like that. You can't really feel anything, but then you can feel intense things as your mouth begins to become unnumb. Like you can feel some pressure and things like that, but it takes some pushing, right? Eventually, it starts to fully wear off, and you start to get into the subtle sensations of your mouth again, like where the tongue's at, what the cheeks are doing, what the tooth is doing, the gums, things like that. Well, emotions, our body works the same way with emotions. When we've been through an extremely intense thing over and over and over and over, when it's like our normal, then it's the body becomes very accustomed to reacting to and sensing into the intensity but it doesn't have access to the more subtle, gentler, quieter emotions or sensations in our body because it's fixated or oriented towards those intensities. This is why we generally only have those two basic feelings, uh, the intense cycle we've been in and the other component here is neglect. When we have been neglected, we haven't been given the experience to connect with the other kinds of emotions and sensations we're capable of. Instead things have been very polarized. Either it's in the euphoric spectrum or in the distress despair spectrum of emotion. So we haven't learned what it's like to feel the warmth of a safe person in our life. We haven't experienced the peace that comes with just a simple kind presence. We don't have a lot of access or experience with the subtle and nurturing experience of connection and love because everything's been very intense because of the relationship dynamic we're in. So, this is why we have those two basic kinds of emotional experiences. So, the intensity of the system, of the relationship itself, the intermittent reinforcement cycle of moving into euphoria and then moving into despair and back into euphoria and despair and going through that kind of emotional whiplash numbs us up to the more subtle things. And then the fact that we haven't had prolonged exposure and experience with the more subtle, safe, softer ex- emotions of our existence, of what it's like to be a human being and be connected to our reality. Pam shares, I I am just like that, the polar ends of euphoria and despair. And when despair, desperately crave the euphoria. Yeah, we're swinging from very high states to very low states. We're not coming into our window of tolerance where we have an emotional rhythm that's warm, safe, and consistent. And when I talk about capacity, that's what I'm talking about in a technical term is the window of tolerance. How much emotional capacity do I have to handle what I'm feeling. Now, when we're used to euphoric and despair states of emotion, we're accustomed to it. Like, okay, I know what to do with this. Um, It's not necessarily as, I'd say, scary or unknown as other emotions. But when we are healing and we're moving more into an emotional spectrum of ourselves, we're expanding beyond these two polarities and getting in contact with other emotions in our own experience, those are going to feel foreign. They're going to feel uncomfortable. They're going to. They, we may not trust them. We may not understand them. They may be uncomfortable. It may even be painful. It may may feel unsafe. That's a very normal experience when we're starting to emerge into this larger spectrum of feeling. Another component that happens with these intense emotions is it tends to put the nervous system either into a free state or a fond state, and those are very. Opposite states. They're very polarized in their intensity and, well, they're not technically opposites. They they work together. But what they do is they truncate or shrink the emotional spectrum we have access to in order to survive and navigate the threat that we're encountering. And so when we start to thaw out of freeze and we start to disengage that fawn response, we start to get more awareness into these other more subtle types of emotions we have access to. And they're going to feel very uncomfortable because we don't have a lot of safety and a lot of experience around them. So this is why we come often into the work of healing with these two basic kinds of emotions, especially if we've dealt with any kind of relationship that's had an intermittent reinforcement cycle involved in it, where we're seduced, abused, and discarded, and then seduced again, abused, and discarded, over and over and over. That's going to create that kind of emotional polarity in us. So how do we deal with this? How do we move from just these two basic emotional states into something that has more spectrum, more color, more diversity in it? This first of all, is a long process. It is a process of discovery over a long period of time. The reason it needs a long period of time is so that we can gradually get safer with what we feel. We can start to identify that we're feeling something, explore what that something is, label it, give it a name, and start to understand what it's telling us, what it feels like in our body, and, and basically getting to know that emotion and develop a relationship with it in that respect. And this is always going to start with soothing and regulating the nervous system. That's an essential step in this because it's the nervous system that's determining how much capacity we have for the emotions we experience. And so we start first with regulation. I do it with what's called the daily regulation practice, which is a uh, five-step practice of soothing the nervous system through orientation, um, verifying verifying physical safety, doing some somatic practices that help orient to the body, creating a bubble uh, for safety, and then moving into trusting just a little bit the shifts we feel while we do that. So we titrate that experience, give ourselves a little bit of experience with change, a little bit at a time, and that allows us to open up beyond just euphoria and just despair. We can see what else is there. And as we practice this, we have to move into building a safe relationship with our body and seeing our body as our first container for our emotional experience. I call this containership, um, but it's where we learn how to hold, to experience our first container by creating a hold. Like a, uh, Peter Levine does this as a hold. It's kind of like a self-hug, and then we sense. or or listen to the energy happening within the body, and allow allow ourselves to become accustomed to just that awareness. So we can acknowledge it, and then eventually we can start legitimizing it. It's like, yeah, that's there because of what I'm going through, or what I've been through, or because of what I need right now. So we start to become an ally to the sensations and emotions that we're experiencing. This also allows us to start slowing down, and listening to what else we're aware of in our emotional experience. So an example of this is, I experienced some euphoria. What else am I aware of? Well, I'm experiencing some despair. Well, what else am I aware of there? Well, I'm experiencing something kind of numb or just distant. What else am I aware of in this space? When we add that question, what else am I aware of here, we start to connect with the rest of our Uh, capacity and awareness about what's going on, and then we can navigate that. This is how we start to acknowledge and come into connection with what else is happening within us. And as we do that, we move into soothing pain, distress, and celebrating joy, celebrating peace or contentment, and further building our own sense of safety and acknowledging what we feel, legitimizing it, and allowing it to integrate into our world. So this is how we move from that polarized state of either euphoria and despair as an emotional state and move into the broad spectrum of emotions and getting to know ourselves, who we are, with all these feelings that we've got going on. So that's how we do that work. Okay. Thank you guys for being here for this episode. I appreciate you. Remember that you remember that you're worth knowing, loving and keeping that ultimately we're healing to grow into knowing, loving and being who we are so that you can connect with your own well-being, your own happiness, what that whatever that might be for you because that's the cool part is there isn't a static definition of what those things should look like. You get to determine what they are for you and you get to enjoy it. So thank you for allowing me to contribute to your journey. Go gently with yourselves, and I will see you guys in our next episode. Bye-bye.